Friends, and welcome to the Seeker Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, with Service of Change. And on tonight's show, we are going to be talking about the emotions behind the election with the goal of bringing unity over the division that we've been seeing. I got some feedback from some of you out there. I'd like to go over that this week and trying to understand just what we're feeling because I think that this ignorance that, uh, you know, it has spread among us. I said, you know, two weeks ago that it was spreading like a virus, an energetic virus. Uh, I think that, um, you know, just bringing that understanding from other people's perspectives and point of views will help us heal and move forward because it looks like we have become a nation divided. So uh, before we get into that, there's some things in the news that I think are uh, relevant and worth talking about that I wanted to get into. Uh, First, I want to talk about Google. This comes to us from Reuters. Google, Facebook moved to restrict ads on fake news sites. This is significant because they have been talking about uh, you know, some some uh, claims have been made that fake news sites were used to influence the election. Uh, this article says, you know, Alphabet Inc.'s Google and Facebook on Monday announced measures aimed at halting the spread of fake news on the internet by targeting how some purveyors of uh, phony content make money through advertising. Uh, and this article goes on to talk about, you know, Google and Facebook, how they're, they're looking to, um, you know, put out new algorithms that are going to somehow identify a lot of these fake news sites that are designed basically just for clickbait. They get you with this fancy headline and they have some BS story that's in there, uh, you know, just to get people to it. But it misleads a lot of us. I mean, there were a lot of people that were quoting things throughout this, getting to the point where you don't know what to believe anymore. And this, did it have an influence on people's choices as to who to vote for? You know, we just don't know. There's been so much information, disinformation, and then just false trails out there, again, designed for, uh, for clickbait. So this is saying here that basically Google and Facebook are looking to restrict some of these ads, uh, you know, some of these, uh, you know, sites that are out there on fake news. They're not quite sure how they're going to identify them yet. Um, You know, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Does this infringe on, uh, you know, your freedom of the press? You know, it's it's a delicate balance in there. Um, you know, how do you determine if somebody's doing you? You know, what is news and what is someone's philosophy? I just don't know. But this almost looks like they're starting to uh, police the internet. So I'm going to watch this one with some uh, with some definite caution on there. Something else that brought caught my attention. 
Um, you know, the Native Americans facing excessive force in North Dakota pipeline protests coming from a UN expert. As I covered in other shows, we have some uh, UN experts that are on the ground uh, out there in South Dakota. Uh, and this coming out of Geneva here, 15 November, a United Nations human rights expert has accused U.S. security forces of using excessive force against protesters trying to stop an oil pipeline project, which runs through land sacred, sacred to indigenous people. Now, if you've been following this, you see all these, uh, they're calling them the water protectors, Native Americans out there, and they've been clashing with security forces. Uh, I know some police departments have been on the scene and some have actually walked off the scene refusing to take part in it. But what scares me about this is that, you know, they're calling it, as you see here, uh, some of the 400 people held during the demonstrations had suffered inhumane and degrading conditions in detention, um, you, you know, by one of the uh, one, one of the UN observers on the ground. So there's, it's not looking good for what they're what they're saying out there. Uh, as I cautioned last week, the eyes of the world are on us. We now have UN observers on the ground looking at not only this, but the chaos that seems to be erupting in the streets. Uh, you know, of the United States over this election here. And that's my concern is, is all this negativity out there. I just don't know anymore. And I am not one to spread fear um, at all. I don't like the fear mongering. I'm not trying to push that. It's just something we need to be mindful of. Can the UN say, hey, there's some problems here and, and we're going to step in? I, you know, I honestly don't know. I'm hoping, you know, somebody looks at this and says, Dennis, you're crazy. That's completely impossible. That'll never happen. But we just don't know where things are going at this point in time, you know. And my point in saying that is not to scare people out there; uh, it's just to get us to to take a moment and pause and think and choose your actions and your words very carefully. Now, I've been saying for weeks, you know, that that the negativity, the negative energy that we're putting out there uh, is is downright contagious. Uh, and last week's show was completely dedicated to the science behind that, you know, to to that how that can travel and spread like a virus. I encourage you to go back and, and check out that show, how I explained um, how that can really spread. Um, and, and, you know, to, in support of that, you know, I, I came across an article, is a bad mood contagious? Um, you know, it says, when you see someone coughing, you reflexively know to steer clear of his or her germs. When you observe someone who's crank, you're complaining, it's less obvious what to do. Studies suggest, however, that others' moods may be as easy to catch as their germs. And I'll, I'll have this linked up, you know, at servicetochange.com. But this goes into more of the, uh, you know, mirroring the body language that, you know, 97% of all communication is nonverbal. So, um, you know, just mirroring body language that we're seeing in people uh, can be contagious in, in, you know, some way, shape or form. But again, as I talked about, we have uh, other mechanisms going on through that electromagnetic field that's transmitting that emotional data. And that's what I saw happening over the past couple of weeks is all of this negativity just spreading and spreading and spreading and getting worse and worse and worse. And we, uh, we haven't been able to really break free from that. And, and my my solution to that, my, my thoughts on that, is that we need to take pause and try and gain some understanding of what everybody's saying and, and realize that, it, you know, whoever's in power, whoever's in charge, it, that's that's not going to dictate every single aspect of your lives. Now, what would uh, just came out today, an anonymous did you know uh, about a ten minute video. And again, I'm not saying they're the most credible source out there. I haven't done enough homework on this uh, at this point yet, but it's something that I think is worth researching, getting more information. There's obvious rivalries going on, and they were talking all about Soros and, and you know his connections to politics and his attempts to to cause all the trouble that we've been seeing. Not all the trouble, but a lot of the trouble that we've been seeing. And they were talking about the 
the um, challenges between the Trump camp and the Clinton camp, and, and basically it's these two groups fighting for power, trying to undermine the other group. And it, it makes my head spin. I just I took a step back from that. At the end of the day, I said, but but those people are operating on a level that is so far away from me, and they're making decisions that may impact my life. It may not impact my life. But I, I can't get stressed out over that anymore because there's things that I can be doing that are going to have a difference, that are going to make an impact in this world. And that's what I try to focus on. And I think we get caught up in the politics of these people who aren't in our everyday lives and we fail to recognize what's right in front of our faces. So when I ask people, you know, what are your feelings on what's going on in the world right now, what's happened? I, I did that because I want us to be able to to have this conversation without people getting angry. So I got a few responses, uh, you know, the other day, I think on Monday I put this out there. Um, you know, and, and I'm not going to give last name here. I'll, I'll just give shout outs to the first names for people that participate in it. Um, you know, but Brett said, you know, he, it feels like history is repeating himself. It feels like the country is totally divided, like in times of the Civil War, Republican versus Democrat. The protests are happening on our streets, in our cities, just like the Civil War happened in our own backyards. Uh, he said the people such as the liberals, the LGBT community, they're getting caught in the crossfire for simply because of who they are uh, and what they want to be as an American. Freedom to be who they are. You know, uh, you know, and all these different groups have been targeted. And, and that's what he was talking about. And, and, I, and I, I sympathize with that. I empathize with that. It seems like, you know, everybody's kind of pointing a finger at everybody and everybody who has a problem with somebody else. Uh, that ugliness really came out after this election and just pointing blame at everybody and bringing all this stuff up. And what that did is that further divided us as Americans, you know, and I remember something as simple as going through boot camp, we learned very early on, united we stand, divided we fall. And we just seem to be further dividing ourselves. So that's a, that's a valid fear. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty upset over this. I, I got into it I don't want to say I get into it, but I had people that were close to me um, really come at me for my decisions um, over my choice. I, I didn't vote for the president. Uh, it was just, I just couldn't bring myself to do it because I just didn't respect the candidates enough and I couldn't cast a, a ballot on it. It was just too hard for me to do. And I really thought about it and I really tried. And, and I've had people... Uh, cut off their relationship with me over that. I've been called un-American. I've, I've been called racist. Um, and that really hurt me. But I'm trying not to get caught up you know, in that drama, in that negativity. Um, that's why I want to talk about you know, our feelings on this and, and, and where we're coming from with that. You know, uh, and, and looking forward, um, you know, somebody else wrote, uh, Kelly writes in, Personally, I was frightened before the election. This country has been divided for quite some time now, and I fear we'll only get worse if there isn't major change. The anger and hatred for both sides has just escalated since the election. That's one reason I voted for Trump. I was afraid for things to stay the same. And I think that that captures what a lot of people were feeling, is that Trump represented something different from the establishment. And, and let me make myself clear, I'm not pro anybody in this. I'm just talking about what I've observed. And, and Trump represented 
that change to the establishment, to the same old thing. And I think that appealed to a lot of people out there because we're so fed up with the way things are right now. Things are not, we know, as Americans, we know that things can be better. We can be doing better. And I think that's where some of these votes came from, where a lot of these votes came from. And that doesn't represent, it doesn't mean that everybody who voted for Trump was racist. And I don't think a lot of the people that voted for Trump necessarily made that connection that it was going to inspire racism. And I I feel so sad that we have people that took it that way, that people went out and say, Trump won. Now I can go be really racist and hurt people. That, That is really frustrating to see that. But that doesn't speak for everybody who voted for Donald Trump. And we need to have that that common ground. And, and what I've also been seeing, I was speaking to another friend offline uh, who was saying he was just hurt by some of the, the facts that people were just sharing certain things that were so negative. Maybe we didn't realize the weight of what it was that we were sharing. But I want us to be mindful that for most of us, this vote was a very personal thing, and we had our reasons for it. And at the end of the day, I really believe that we were making these choices because we wanted something better. Whether we voted for Trump, whether we voted for Hillary, whether we voted for third party, whoever you voted for, in my case, I, I had my reasons for not voting for the president. Um, you know, and, and I can get into that later if, if you know if we have time. Uh, hey, Rose, thanks for uh, thanks for watching. Good to see you. Um, this is neat. I, you know, I don't usually do live shows, so it's kind of uh, cool seeing people on there. Also, a little <laughs> makes me a little nervous too. But it's it's neat to see all you guys out there. So thank you for uh, for listening. But I, I'm just going over, you know, what what people were telling me, uh, you know, how this is just such a personal decision for them, and, and nobody nobody contacted me and said, yeah, I voted because I want to discriminate against people. They, I think people just wanted something better. Uh, I have another friend, Chad, who reached out. He said he was glad that Trump won. You know, he felt that she was better than Hillary. You know, and I asked him why. And he says, mainly because of the corruption that was surrounding Hillary's campaign uh, and her, you know, views on abortion and Obamacare, you know, and those are things that are, that are important to a lot of people. Um, you know, we all had our reasons. And that brings me to, to what I've been talking about from the beginning of this. When this, when this, you know, weeks, months before this election started, I kept saying, look, stop focusing on just this one person as president. First of all, some good points were brought up to me by some of my friends that, hey, we can't forget about the local elections. But beyond the local elections, my theme for years, for the last three years, has been small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world, be that change. I say that at the end of every single one of my shows. There are things that we can do, we can get involved in. This presidency does not need to define us as American citizens, as people uh, you know, in this country. There's so many things we can do. We just need to find our cause. We need to find what matters to us. And because there's so many of us, we don't all have to pick the same cause. But we do need to learn to work together. Because, you know, again, uh, you know, united we stand divided we fall and that's what i think we need to to move past with all of this negativity that that still seems to to go out there you know and i want to jump back to uh 
to the Bill of Rights here, looking at the First Amendment. I mean, this is something, um, you know, that is the core of, of what it is to be an American citizen. And, you know, we're just going to look at the First Amendment, Amendment 1. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That's everything that I think we lost sight of. And I want us to really think about that because everybody wants their freedom, but we don't want to always grant people their freedom if it infringes on our own beliefs. But that's what freedom is. You have to have tolerance. If you, you have to have responsibility. As long as it's not infringing on your sovereignty, we need to be mindful of this, of this great responsibility. I remember when I was serving in the military, you know, when I was a young private, I said, oh, how dare anybody burn the American flag? It's disrespectful. It should be a law that you can't burn the American flag. And I thought about that when I, when I deployed. I really thought about what my service meant to me. And I do not support the burning of the American flag. I do not condone that action. Let me make myself clear about that. But... That meant a lot to me, knowing that I was willing to risk my life for someone else's right to express their freedom in that fashion. The fact that we live in a country that allows us to speak out against our government, even if it is offensive to some of us, that's a pretty awesome power that we have. As extreme as that is and as upset as we get, People are saying that because they're trying to express a message. And again, I find it to be disrespectful. I'm not a supporter of the, you know, when somebody burns a flag. I don't like seeing that. But to have that freedom is an awesome thing. And that's those are the extremes we need to be looking at right now because I think there's been a lot of arguing among us because I've had people, again, people criticizing my choice in the election and, and people close to me's choices, voting for both sides and ending friendships and ending relationships over this. We have to respect other people's sovereignties and we have to learn to communicate and to share hey, here's how I feel in terms that are not going to be offensive to other people. I, you know, I, I don't like him because X, Y, Z, here's my reasons. Or I don't like this candidate because X, Y, Z, here's my reasons. Or this policy or this idea. Come to a common ground. You know, I've, I've done a lot of work with, with mediation, you know, as, as an educator. And I, I found that if we can get both parties to a neutral place and we can let one side explain their feeling, the other side explain their feeling, we can usually come to some sort of common ground, common agreement, even if that agreement is simply, we're going to agree to disagree, but we're not going to spread any more hate or negativity toward one another. Whether you understand or buy into the, the stuff I talked about last week with the electromagnetic field and, and you know negativity being contagious doesn't matter. I think we can all agree that if we can find a better way to communicate, we can find a better way to get along and we can find a better way to find solutions instead of fighting over the problem. You know, somebody I served with that I have a lot of respect for used to tell me when I was deployed, you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. And that's what we need to ask ourselves. And when we're putting out this negativity online, we need to be 
conscious of that. What effect is this going to have on people reading it? What perception is it going to have? Sometimes we just get this emotional knee-jerk reaction, let me share this. Sometimes we're just not thinking about it, and that's the other piece to it. If we say something that offends somebody, number one, if you're offended, I, I challenge you to reach out to that person. You're probably better off doing it in a private message so it doesn't put them on the defense. But then be willing to have that conversation and own up to it. Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Let's have a discussion about it. But we're so quick just to get angry over this stuff. And, and it's really, it's destroying us. Like I said, we all have fears. And when we're afraid, when we're in that mindset, we're in defense mode. When you're in defense mode, you're going to attack anything that comes and tries to violate your personal space. And that's why we need to take that step back, disengage, find that, that safe space that we're looking for. And I really believe that we can move forward, uh, you know, instead of taking, you know, continual steps backwards that we seem to be doing because it's, it's really sad in seeing that. So I guess my challenge out there is if there's something out there that's bothering you, if there's somebody that said something offensive, look at that as a teachable moment. Send a private message. Say, hey, this bothered me. And you know what? They may tell you to go pound sand. They may not like what you have to say. But then again, you may gain understanding from what they're saying, and they may gain understanding from what you're saying. And it may strengthen your understanding of a situation. So that that's my hope with it. Again, like I said, I, I had a bunch of, uh, for those of you that are just uh, joining, I'm just going over what some of the feedback was that I got from uh, from friends out there who were discussing their feelings on uh, you know on the recent election because I know everybody was, uh, was really upset over things. We have to look at what people's intents are, you know, and why they made the choices that they made before we are, are so quick to, uh, you know, lock them in jail and, and throw away the key. So uh, if anybody out there, you know, again, I'm doing this live. Anybody out there has any comments, I'd love to hear from you. Um, otherwise, that's pretty much that's pretty much all the time that I have tonight. I just wanted to reach out and, uh, you know, try to share some of this information and hopefully start a dialogue among us and start spreading that uh, that healing and that peace. So I'd like to thank you out there for listening. This will be up uh, at servicetochange.com. I release the show every Saturday. Uh, I took a step in a different direction this week. You know, I, I try to explore kind of, you know, some more extreme topics sometimes, but I think this is important. I think we need to, to work toward healing, um, you know, and I'm going to continue to try to do that based on, you know, my standpoint and my vantage with, with what I'm seeing here. So you can catch other shows if this stuff catches your interest and, in, you know, some of the more uh, supernatural stuff I'd like to get into sometimes too. At servicetochange.com, I have an archive of all my shows, uh, you know, all my podcasts there through SoundCloud and through iTunes and we're even on YouTube. So that's all the time I have. Again, uh, I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been the Seeker Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind.
welcome to Truth Seekers. (laughs) 